Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. I want you to read the standing orders. Read them and understand them, Emma. Oh, sorry, Emma. I've just got a call coming. Okay. Oh, it's not that Irish guy. <laughs> That's nice. Oh. It's some some bloke from the Wolford Parish Council. And he's, he's just told us, you have no authority here. Connor, so what have we got coming up this week, Emma? We have your usual roundup, your hero of the week, and slapping Dan. And we play a game of. You ain't my storyline! Yes, I am! Oh, hang on. Is that, is that your phone ringing again? Oh, God, honestly. You're so popular. This phone never stops, honestly. Hello? Oh, it's some Irish guy. He said he's seen, he's seen the videos. And he's not impressed. And he's also just said that that man's right. We have no authority here. You ain't my mother. Yes, I am. My boy, Shirley. me, Mr. Butcher. 57 was my nan. 57 was everyone else. One minute we'll be looking at each other. The next... Rubbing each other's clothes off. Mother always said I could be a star. Hope Hope you enjoyed enjoyed the fireworks. Good night. After two days working on the stall where Billy got to sell uh, wonderful things like bedpans, (laughs) he's decided to pack it in. He doesn't want to work with Jay anymore. Yeah, it would be a bit awkward. I can sort of understand the awkwardness of it, like working for someone who's actually sleeping with your ex-wife. But at the same time, Billy, you can't really be that choosy because you're basically not bringing anything into the household and still eating their food. Because <laughs> that's how this week opens. It opens with Billy just helping himself to the milk. And you know, he, he's going to be one of them people who pours all the milk into their cereals so you've got nothing left for your own. <laughs> you know that. And, and then, the milk in. how much do you bet he puts that empty carton back in the fridge? You know he will. He's one you know of those. He's, he's one of them. He's one of them. You can tell it on him. And my perf- perfect moment for Billy, just to sum him up for the entirety of his life, is this moment, the milk moment. Honey comes over and goes, Oh, Billy, can you just keep that out? And in a pathetic, spiteful like manner, he sticks this, like, bottle of milk back into the fridge as if that's Spicer. That's going to ruin her day. <laughs> Grow the hell up, Billy. Like, come on. <laughs> and I love it because probably Jay or Honey paid for all of that and he's just helped himself to it. <laughs> so, you know, he's got real moral standards, Billy. They're dead to him. But he's like, yes. <laughs> cause he, you know the bit where he's like, uh, I hate you, you're, you're dead to me, blah, blah. He's got the ultimate revenge. He's yeah. living with them. He's eating all their food. He's exactly. he's living there for free as far as we're aware. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Surely he should be a bit grateful, actually. <laughs> he's got the ultimate revenge in the sense that he also gets to stop anything happening between them as well because he's always there. Exactly. He is the ultimate, like, you-know-what block. Yeah. Like, he is that. He is blocking them from ever having a meaningful relationship. And um, let's go back to Honey and Billy's engagement, their conversation. That This conversation is probably one of the greatest moments ever for me, for Billy and Honey. When Honey says, after Adam, I thought it would just be nice to be with someone who's nice to me. Billy's response, 
what? And she's the only one who can do that for you. And she says, yes. Do you know what he says? Tim Trunk goes, you've obviously got a short memory. Billy, she doesn't have a short memory. That's why you're not with her. She has a very good memory. She remembers all the times you cheated on her, you flipping gambled away our money, you, you know, robbed a charity. Like, all those moments, she remembers. Your relationship's failed, Billy. Just accept it. Oh, Emma, I'm going to have to get flipping heart medication for this. <laughs> this is like Doc Martin all over again for it you. Is. It is. Look, I've, I've, I've got the hair like grey as well. Like, you know when grey gets angry, his hair like swishes over. <laughs> like, my hair's literally just done that. It is, actually. It's actually swished over. <laughs> Honest. I can't, just can't stand Billy at the minute. He's just being a pleb. He's just being a pleb. So Billy then gets more and more angry and thinks, oh, I know, even though I'm living here for free and um, I'm using all their food and they're very kindly housing me, um, I'm just going to keep going with this argument. And uh, he tells Honey that Jay is old enough to be her son. And then Honey replies with, well, she was young enough to be his daughter. What a weird exchange. I mean... I'm not sure if that's a burn, honey, or if that's like a bit of an odd. Because you know when people go, ooh, like I'm like, ooh, yeah, that was a good comeback, honey. But then at the same time, I'm like, bit gross though, because it's so accurate. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's disturbing, and so naturally feeling a little bit upset, feeling like just no one appreciates them for doing nothing. (laughs) <laughs> no one appreciates him for doing nothing and being spiteful. So he's got to turn to the only person he can trust. The only person who's always been there for him. His cousin, Phil. He was, we all know, is very rarely there for him. <laughs> <laughs> and basically thinks that Billy is trash. Like, he has always thought Billy is like a trash human. So, like, there's, there's just no change of that opinion. It's the um, way he's like, oh... Well, Jay deserves after what all he's been through to, to find <laughs> someone. And then he just walks off like, tough luck, Billy. <laughs> yes. I love it because Billy goes there, expected his cousin, his flesh and blood cousin, to like stand with him, right? And instead, he's like, because he's like, please, Phil, do you have a job? Please, do you have a job for us? And he's like, look at you. Look at you, you're a mess. 61 years old. And what have you got to show for it? Don't you just love that positivity? <laughs> like, and I do love it because it's like you say, Billy's like, well, after everything that Jay's done, look at what he's done to us. And he's like, yeah, but after everything that Jay's went through, you know, really, he just deserve it. Love that Phil is Team Jay. Is Team Jay over his own cousin. <laughs> just hysterical. So no, Billy doesn't get a job with Phil. He's just basically left, again, to wander the world looking for work or like, you know, help. <laughs> so you go see Will and Janet and um, they're talking about Jay and in classic Billy style, it's annoyed him so much he decides, let's not break it to the kids gently about Jay. I'm just going to drop Jay and Honey in right in it, right now. Yeah, I have to say, Billy! It's quite... They're your kids! Yeah, that's really spiteful, especially because it's the kids and like... And also, how did he not think that was going to backfire on him? And Will's not going to go, uh, ma'am. Well, obviously not ma'am, because he's not Tony. He's not Tony. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to be like, 
uh, you would change like proper teenager style like yeah you know he knows that's gonna happen so then he's gonna be dropped straight in it because he's gonna go well billy told me well dad told me he's not gonna go billy told me unless he is danny he's like well billy told me uh, i just i love it because it's like billy is trying to be like hip with the kids at this moment as well whether like him like will and janet which it, he says the weirdest thing to them he's like i'm so proud of you for sticking up looking out for each other i'm like why are they siblings <laughs> Why wouldn't they? And then, best bit, they're talking about, like, Fortnite. Janet's, like, a, a pro at it. Will's oh, she right. is, isn't she? She's, like, hosting the parties and everything. She's doing it fantastic. I love she's, her. She's just kicking kicking backsides and, you know, whatever they do on Fortnite. I'm too old now to understand <laughs> that. Like, I know that they shoot guns and build things. My brother plays on it. So, like... I understand that much about it. Well, I've only ever heard of the name. I actually have no idea what the game's about. I just remember the dance, the flossy dance. Do you remember that? Oh, that, is that, that from that... Fortnite? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought that was that kid that danced next to him. He did. He did, but then it got it, it basically jumped to fame because of they took oh. the dance move and put it on a Fortnite okay. or something. The floss. Yeah. yeah. Billy is talking to his kids. And... He gets spiteful because Jay can play Fortnite and he can't. What is wrong with Billy? <laughs> I know because even Janet's like, well, it's fine because Jay's rubbish anyway. Jay's rubbish anyway. And like, he still doesn't even listen to that. He's like, no. what do you mean you're playing with Jay? Why do you want to play with me? Well, you're like 61. Like, you don't know how to play. That would be like me trying to play it. Like, I've never played it in my life, Billy. I couldn't. <laughs> I love that Jay's like the hip stepdad as well. It's just killing us as well because it's just so funny. He's like the polar opposite to Billy. Like, <laughs> yes, Billy's isn't always he? Inept. <laughs> and like, and Jay's like, I'm gonna get everything for you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the best hip stepdad you've ever had. <laughs> Who used to be a bit like your brother, but yeah, you know, yeah. used to be your stepbrother, but now I'm your stepdad. <laughs> and so naturally, as Emma said. Off the back of Billy basically outing Honey and Jay's relationship, Will, quite rightly, is upset that he didn't know all about this and that his sort of stepbrother or, like, friend of the family is is now, like, the boyfriend of his mother. Um, I love that. The stepbrother of the family or family friend, you know. Yeah, whatever, whatever he's classed whatever as now. Cousin, because cousin, he's, like practically adopted by Phil I swear to god he was like <laughs> and so he's obviously upset and he like lets them know doesn't he he lets them know but what I love is Jay's response where Jay basically just says listen I'm not going to try and replace your dad your dad's a legend you don't need another dad and I'm like even after everything Billy has done Jay is still defending him Jay still loves Billy Jay looked really nice in that scene, didn't he? He did, yeah. Very tasty. Very, very tasty. <laughs> Honey's saying that um, we didn't really want to tell you yet because we wanted to be sure before we sat down and spoke to you. And Janet goes, so are you sure? And Honey's like, yeah, we are. And she's like, okay. <laughs> I love Janet. I actually love her. I think she should be more regular. Like, yeah. like Lexi level regular. Um, and Me the same too. with Will, actually. Will is really funny and really, like, 
quirky. I would like to see more because we've lost so many legacy characters. Mm-hmm. Me and Emma are just starved of legacy characters. So like, really, I just want to see some more interaction. I would like to see like their little lives, like and problems. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because they're they're both really good as well. Yeah, and I love it because like this is how mature those kids are. They like immediately just take that and accept yeah. that. They're like, well, mom's happy. Jay's nice to her. He's not trying to replace dad. That's fine. Yeah, because even Will, who at first was a bit put off by it, even then goes, all right. Yeah, exactly. He's like, he still comes around. Yeah. Uh, And like you said, Janet, Janet's like, you know, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Billy, on the other hand, comes through and does the most, (gasps) I think probably one of the most despicable things you could ever do to children in this situation. I can't believe he turned against these kids here, not thinking, you know, what, what I don't get about this is firstly why you would turn against these kids. Secondly, yeah. why when they're having dinner would he think this? Why would this first be the first thought in his head? Because <laughs> whenever it doesn't go his way, he becomes like this petulant child and like rants at them or like starts like you know being really hateful to come in and be like, oh, I say you two chose your sides. How can how do you say that to your children? Proper evil. Like I was like Billy, where's this hate coming from? This is a deep hatred. It's like you can't blame your kids for sitting there. Yeah, they're children. Their mother has prepared them a meal. What did you want them <laughs> to do? Spit it back in her face. Throw the plates against the wall. Like, what we want... Sorry, just by them sitting there and not shouting <laughs> and bawling, they're, they've chosen their sides. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Billy, the truth is, is that they've chosen to be mature about this. Mm. You've chosen to be a petulant little whiny child. I loved it because it then blows up again in Billy's face because Jay's going to take them for ice cream. <laughs> yes, and you know he's going to buy the most expensive ice cream cones and everything. He's going to have those fancy cones. You know the ones that are like, they've got the, the funny, they're made, they're made funny and they taste nice. They've got like chocolate in them and the stuff. The chocolate You'll and the sprinkles and that on. Yeah. The sugar cones. Ones. The sugar cones, isn't it? That's it, the sugar cones. That's the good ones. That's they're the good the ones. ones. They're expensive. Yeah. No 99p cones <laughs> with Jay. No, no. <laughs> Proper prop sugar cones. <laughs> Get the wafer one as well. You know you know he will. <laughs> and if he can, it'll be, you know when you can have up to three different ice creams on it? Yeah. That's why he's getting them. Oh my God, he definitely would, wouldn't he? Like three scoops. Three yeah. scoops for both of you. Don't you worry, kids. I've got plenty of cash. Just flashes, flashes like you know, a couple hundred in front of them. Don't you worry. You have whatever you want. Love it. Speaking of that, what does he go and buy them? Some new trainers. But he buys those trainers, and Will goes, "Do you like my new my new trainers and stuff like that?" And Billy's like, "Yeah, where do you get them? Jay bought them." <laughs> Awkward. And now we're going to get driven to school in a nice car. <laughs> right, before we go to the whole Honey and Billy bit, right, we need to yeah. discuss that because <laughs> did the go in a hearse? Because that's the only thing I know that Jay drives. I've never noticed him driving of a car. That is true. I've never noticed him driving of a car, but I don't think it was the hearse that they got in. I swear they were going towards, like, nice cars. Yeah. I suppose he does um, part-own the um, 
Oh, the, yeah, I never uh, thought of uh, that. <laughs> so I wonder if he just takes any car that he wants off of there. He could, because you know, like, it is. He could, couldn't he? Like, he could, really. I never thought of the car lot. My... <laughs> yeah, I forget <laughs> that he works there and owns there because he works as a, an undertaker at the same time. Yeah, my, my brain went straight to funeral parlour. <laughs> <laughs> it's because that's literally all we see him doing now. <laughs> Selling but, coffins rather than cars. But yeah, that, that makes sense. They've probably got a nice car to go to school. So Jay's looking even more cool when he drops them off. And they're like, I'm, yeah, this is my stepdad. <laughs> yeah, this is my cool stepdad. He's also very young as well. Because you know that'll be like a thing. My stepdad's really young and cool and hip with the kids. Meanwhile, Billy's like this tottery old man who's like got no got no knowledge of like Fortnite and like you know he's just like sulking he's, he's just sitting in the background with his teapot his teapot oh, sticking it back together well, yeah gluing it back together like the broken pieces of his heart and I love it because all of this comes off the back of Honey literally handing it to, to Billy giving him the full pal as and it is the funniest thing ever because Billy's like I'm just going to get myself. Yeah, you do that, Billy. You do that. Because we don't want you around here. No one's going to miss you. Bit harsh. And I love it because she's just like, you keep talking as if you, I'm saying that she is stolen from you. Yes. Was, I'll say, yes. That is what we've yes. been saying. Honey's on our wavelength. She's been listening to A20. It's what we've been saying. She is not an object. She's not a number. She is not Ariel Burnett, what her friend name is. As soon as you said that, I was like, X Factor. (laughs) (laughs) Want to hear some metal? Want to hear me roar? (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget that song. (laughs) Want to hear some metal? (laughs) Want to hear me roar? (laughs) I've got the X Factor. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, she basically just tells them exactly what we've been saying. Stop objectifying her. She's not a flipping trophy or a gift or something. He can't just buy her. Like, he can't just have her because he's split up with Karen. And I love it because she says things like, and also, I there was a choice and I chose to say yes. And I was like, yes. Honey has just smashed him. She just took those spiteful little flipping thoughts of Billy's and just smashed them to pieces. Sorry, it just gets on my nerves. So Billy's <sighs> um, being kicked out now. And although Phil wasn't very helpful earlier, he has gave him um, a sofa to lie on, not a bed. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, still somewhere to stay. And that means Billy's just made up with Lola, as we see. We didn't see them make up, though. So the last time we saw him, yeah. he hated her. But now... She's buying him breakfast. Friend. It's yeah, all it's good. Full English. <laughs> and he's decided he's going to try out the call centre, try and get a new job. Yeah. And uh, that couldn't really go any worse. So naturally, the next step when everyone's angry with you is either going debt collecting or become a drug dealer. So after some words with Vinny about what they used to do at the club at Ruby's, uh, he becomes a drug dealer. I mean, naturally. And so, yes, he just goes off. He, I, I love, he's got to be the one of the wealthiest poor people, a bit like Ruby, because he's like, obviously got no money, apparently, needs a job and all this, but still has an absolute massive wad of cash to hand over for these drugs when he meets up with Finney. Oh, true, I yeah. Love, I love that entire, like, scene where, like, 
hit where Finny like sneakily hands the pack, like the bag over to him underneath the table, and Billy literally <laughs> picks it up, just looks at it, is like, like that right up, up in public, like you know what yeah. it reminded us of. It reminded us of Sharon when Phil passed over the stuff for Ian. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Oh, lovely. Have a look at it. Put it in pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And the best thing about this drug dealing is that even at drug dealing, Billy's useless. Even at drug dealing, he's useless. How young were those kids, though? Yeah, I know. I was like, how... Those kids are like way too fresh faced for drugs. Come on. You know where they go, Walford Primary. They do, they clearly do. From Isaac's class, like, listen, they'll put some checks on the door, but like I think we could sneak a few pills through. You know, could pop them up with nodes or in with yes or something. They'd never find them there. Like, I feel like that is what was happening because that kid who comes over with the cash, he's like He's uh, like two. <laughs> listen, kids, don't do drugs. Me and I'm saying this all the time when this topic comes up, don't do drugs. It's just terrible. He looks about yeah. the age of blooming baby Abby. He honestly, Abby looks older. <laughs> baby Abby looks older. That kid, when he was like, <laughs> don't, don't, don't have money to truck dealers in parks. It's not a good thing. You'll get in trouble. Or those people will be very, very scary. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> so Billy decides, oh, no, I can't be doing this. So yeah. pretends he's the police. Yeah, that was odd as well. It's like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm the old Bill. If you come back here, you're nicked. So suddenly moves back in to uh, Honey and Jay's. I like how he just invited himself back. Like, yeah, I'm going to live here again. Yeah, of course. And um, he wants his stall back, but doesn't mean he's going to be friends with Jay. He still hates him. Yeah, still hates him. There's no olive branch. He's burnt that olive tree down. Ian. Is still missing. <laughs> and the police are out looking for him. Do you know what? It's just heartbreaking, isn't it? To see a young child stolen away from his mother disappear to God knows where. I can still hear her crying out now, Emma, from, from across from across the way. Ian! <laughs> still hear her now. Except he's not a child, Kathy. He's a grown man. I will say this until I'm blue in the face. It's fine to love that child like a child until it is like until you're both dead. But the thing is, is she is way too possessive. He survived this long without you. You know when you faked your death and didn't bother to you know come round. <laughs> I just I, I love it. I love that his his knight in shining armor is Pi Max Pi. Like, Max P.I., personal investigator, he's just like, right, that's it. I'm going to solve where Tina is, who actually hit Ian. I'm going to do all... Detective Denise has been lacking, so I'm going to take take up these uh, rules. I'm going to I'm going to find out. I'm going to get at the bottom of this. First, I'm just going to go hand this shirt over that I weirdly kept. <laughs> weirdly kept. Just, just going to hand this over weeks later after your relationship ended with someone. The shirt belongs to that, that person's child, but I'll... I'll hand it over now. Why did he have Ollie's shirt? Well, or jump out, whatever it was. That was creepy. And it's like, he keeps things just to find, like, a way to talk to Linda again, yes. doesn't he? He's like, right, um, so what else? Oh, there's the earring she left six yeah. weeks ago. 
Linda, look what I found. <laughs> he breaks into that house and steals some of Ollie's like shoes next. Like, be like, e, I think Ollie must have left his shoe at mine or something. She's like, well, that's funny, Max. He was wearing them yesterday. <laughs> I just, it's so weird. And I love that it's Max who's like going to investigate this and save Ian. Like he goes over to the to the, the calf and it's like, Kathy, are you all right? Have you heard anything? And Kathy's like, I've not heard from Ian for a couple of weeks. Couple of weeks, love. It was only a few days ago. I know. I thought you were missing recently. Yeah, like it was literally what, what for Ross, an episode. Of, time, yeah, it was like last week. It's a couple it was episodes ago. Missing. I do love that Max is only investigating this for two reasons. One, if he gets Tina back, Linda will love him forever, and they will <laughs> move to New yeah. Zealand. And number two. He'll get his money off Ian because that's all he needs Ian back for. <laughs> it's so true. It is so true. Kathy even says it. She's like, you only care about your money. I'm like, well, to be fair, Kathy, you are neglecting something. Ian did fraud him. It is fair. <laughs> yeah, it is fair to want your money back when someone's frauded you. Like, I love, she's like this, like, she paints Ian out like this patron saint all of a sudden. She's like, he was a good man. Kathy, he frauded Max then frauded his own son's charity that was about his dead daughter. While he's gone, why does Max not just move into the vic and be like, well, it was my money, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, my cash, I'll have this place. <laughs> Get me name I'll above the door. Put my photo in the um, shrine. Yes. Of photos of Sharon and Ian. Oh, I love, <laughs> I love them. I they are the best things ever. And then, um, well, Kathy is just telling Max the story and... Well, Sharon and Ian had a big row before he left, and she's as cold as ice. Willing to sacrifice. And she's defensive. I love that. Well, what do you expect, Kathy? You've not made it any secrets since they got married. I'm not saying Sharon's innocent, we should forgive her. Listen, she's she's definitely has poisoned Ian, and she <laughs> definitely is a bit bad. But, like, come on. The way Kathy went on from the get-go, it was antagonistic towards Sharon. So naturally, she's going to be defensive and not really want to be talking to Kathy since every five minutes, Kathy was like, get an annulment, get an annulment, get an annulment. Like. And cut to Sharon, it's hard not to be defensive. <laughs> I, love, I love it. It's like she heard her. <laughs> my little bugs in the cafe are working. I can, I, yeah, we're all, all, all over. Yeah, Kathy's now going on about how much of a B-I-T-C-H I am. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, he, sh- she just said what? <gasps> Either an abs- absolute nerve of her. Like, you can just imagine us sitting there listening to all Kathy's little secrets, couldn't you? <laughs> but I love it because what's Sharon doing as well? She's got Linda over, and the two of them are just folding washing. I was like, when my friends come over, I don't like have, <laughs> like, I don't have Emma, like, come round to fold washing. Obviously, in the pandemic, I don't have anyone round. Like, <laughs> no, normally when I go around, he just asks us to wash the dishes. <laughs> like a drink would you like a drink would you like something to eat Sharon's got no manners she's just like oh Linda will you shut up will you get folded I'm having a tough time here there's no drinks until you folded that 
<laughs> what do you think you're doing barging around here where you used to live? You fold that laundry for me. And I then love it because after all of this, Linda basically, <laughs> Linda basically gossips and accidentally, we all know Linda's got loose lips. Let's be real. She's got loose <laughs> lips. She, she's told everyone's secrets in the past. And she, like, out of nowhere, just tells Sharon that Max thinks that Tina's innocent and that he's been convincing Ian of that as well. So Sharon now knows that Max knows. <laughs> so conveniently, just after that, she goes to see Max because, um, well, some of the stock got delivered to the Vic and not to Walford East because, you know, they're so alike. One's a yeah. restaurant and one's the main pub. And um, Yeah, like why... In what meal that's being served in the Vic is she using rocket? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, what meal? Would she be like, oh, let's get the rocket out? <laughs> so Max decides, oh, while I've got Sharon here, I'm going to do some investigating. Because that's my new role. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, yes. Why is she not wearing the wedding ring? And I love that Sharon just blames this whole disappearance and has like, <laughs> like at this front because later we know she actually does have a conscience and she isn't enjoying yeah. this. She hates lying to people yeah. and she's like, it is the Sharon we know. And <laughs> at this point though, to, to Max, she's just like, well, Ian was stressed. But Sharon, like you're literally saying there, Oh, uh, stress. So yeah, he just went off. I'm not really that bothered. Yeah, he just went on a trip. He was a bit stressed, possibly suicidal, but yeah, I'm not really worried. Not really worried. He'll come back eventually. I love the way she's like, well, you know, he was stressed. <laughs> but you're not going to look for him? <laughs> yeah, not, not concerned at all, Sharon. <laughs> and Max then brings up the doctor's appointment and Ian's tests. And Sharon's a bit worried, so... She goes straight in with the Linda stuff, like, well, you only care about if you find Tina so you can get with Linda. And I mean, she's she's half right, as I said earlier. That's point one. Point two is he he needs that money, so he really needs Ian back to get that money. (laughs) He's got two points there that he needs. He has, he has. I love it because they, like, exchange this weird, like, passive-aggressive, like, back and forth without actually saying, like, anything, really. <laughs> like, Max is like, well, I kind of know that you kind of killed, uh, tried to kill Ian. I kind of, kind, of, kind of know that. And we kind of went to the doctors and had some kind of tests to tell if he was kind of poisoned. But, like, he never quite says it. He's no. always kind of skating around the... Why not just say it? Why not just say it when she's there? I know you killed, you tried kill Ian. But no. Let's continue the passive aggressive back and forth. It's so British. It is. And then when we go back to the Vic, I love this scene. Kathy runs in with Bobby and starts putting these posters up. The photo, I loved it. The posters. I was like, Kathy, where have you gotten that? Like standard format for a missing person's report. It literally looks like those old-fashioned, like, cartoons, you know, like, where they would have, like, missing or wanted. It looks like those kinds of ones where it's like, have you seen? Oh, do you think, 
You know, the, it's like the ones on um, the milk cartons. Do you think she'll put them on the air travel mugs and she'll hand them oh, out to everyone? Imagine. I think she will. I think she will. She'll, she'll wrap all of the travel mugs up with um, the, the the missing posters. She's like, <laughs> so people want to like, take away chips. She's like, don't worry. I'll oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you wanted a bacon sandwich, did you say? Two seconds. I'll just wrap that up for you. Put it in a poster. <laughs> poster. Ian's face covered in grease. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, I, I died. I was literally keeled over laughing. Next, she'll have an apron on as well that has his picture and missing. You know she will. She'll be going around London like this. She'll be going around London with all these papers. She'll be like, have you, please, please, have you seen this man? Please, have you seen this man? Please. And they're like, nah, nah. Because it's a man. It's like a grown man. He could be anywhere in the country. But what I love is that she's put that photo on there in Walford where every single person knows Ian and not <laughs> and one of them, not one of them wants to help out of <laughs> Max. Like she's putting these posters up and it's kind of redundant because yeah. all of them are going, yeah, he's not there. And then Sharon's like, well, it was stress, you know, let him go. And I love that Vinny's <laughs> team, Sharon, as well. He's like, oh, just give over. I, I, was I like, just start laughing. I was like, yeah, firstly, why are you piping up? Secondly, <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't you be sticking up for Dottie, who you're clearly going to have some sort of thing with? When she's, like, standing there, because Max obviously announces, like, because Kathy's slapping Sharon, she's having a go, and Max is like, well, yeah, she wants him back to finish him off. And then... Dottie, I knew it. I said it. Shush. <laughs> I love it. No one listens to her. She's literally harping on for ages. She's like, I knew. I was saying this for weeks. Blah, blah, blah. And like, no one's listening. And not even acknowledging <laughs> that she's there. She's just in the background behind the wall. And then the only time they do acknowledge her is when, is when she goes, There's, that's the only reason anyone would marry Ian Beale. You know, when she's accusing Sharon of only wanting him to get his cash, basically. She's like, and it's cheaper than a divorce kind of thing. And it's just like, well, it explains a lot. Why it's the only reason anyone would marry Ian Beale. And Kat's like, shut it, you. I did love um, when <laughs> Max says, like, that we, he, he that everyone knows that Ian killed Denny. Since when? I love that as well. Because <laughs> did you say no one says a single thing? Did everyone know this whole time? It's an open secret. They've all been like, yeah, I killed him, yes. Um, <laughs> Do you think, no, I just, just don't let Sharon know, just shh, keep that on the down low. It's like where Kathy is so high and mighty, you know, as she would say to Peter, how come, it beco- you know, being high and mighty comes so easy to you. She would say that to Peter, well, it comes quite easy to Kathy as well, because while she's pointing the finger and ranting and raving at Sharon, she never once thinks about the fact that actually Sharon does have some level of point when it comes to the fact that he did technically cause her son's death, like along with Phil and everyone else, but he did definitely take part in it. Like her rage is valid. I would love to. F- I would love to find out if they've all known this whole time. They've just kept it like this big secret. Yeah, because he doesn't bat an eyelid. She's just heard her son, her precious son, has murdered a child. Because that's what she's heard. She's not heard any other context. We know obviously that he didn't physically drown Denny or anything, but like. She has just heard Ian killed Denny. We all know that from Max. She never even bats an eyelid. <laughs> and so Sharon probably says, 
a, f- a few too many words for Kathy, doesn't she? And I think the the final the final word she says, which was probably a step too far, is weak. <laughs> she basically says that he is weak to Kathy, which to be fair he is. But like, you know, no mother wants to hear that. She gives Sharon one almighty slap. It was a good slap that. Oh, was it was like um, all the way back to Sharon Gate, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was very good. I was like, oh, just felt the shockwaves come off of Sharon's face there. It's fab. <laughs> and uh, well, although Mick and Max obviously haven't been getting on because they both love Linda. Um, Linda's the one for both of them. Who will win? <laughs> and he thinks, well, this this sounds right because Tina Tina wouldn't have left that kind of text. Tina hasn't done it. He knows his teen. And yeah. well he goes and has a word with Max and he believes them. Yeah, it's um, a very odd alliance, isn't it? It's a very odd alliance, Mick and Max. <laughs> it's like, like a little cartoon. Is it like a cartoon or a kid's show? Mick and Max. Mick and Mick Max. Mick and Max. Mick and Max. Da, 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 da. I think we just sang uh, Postman, Postman Pat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I just love it because then, with only a few words from Mick and then a few words from Max, Linda's convinced. Linda's convinced enough to forsake her friendship with with Sharon on the word of a man who has openly tried to win her back through any means. She confronts her longest friend, her sister even, that's what she calls her. And she says, you know, I would understand if if it was my boy. I love I it when she goes, I wouldn't judge you. I wouldn't hold anything against you. I just need to know if Tina's innocent. Yeah. So Sharon blurts out everything. And, well, Linda does hold it against her. <laughs> yeah, I love it. She's such a liar. <laughs> and she does judge her. In fact, her words are, shame on you, Sharon. Shame on you. I loved it as well, because it was like a Game of Thrones scene, you know, like the woman where she goes through the street. She's about <laughs> yeah. like, Shame. Shame, shame, and then that queen's getting like pelted with like poo and everything and horrible stuff. That's like that is literally what was happening. The shower, she was like, <laughs> it's, it's Linda was basically saying, Shame on you. I could so see that someone needs to parody that and have like Linda Carter behind Sharon going, Shame, shame, <laughs> with a big <laughs> So the next day, Mick and Linda are chatting about everything, and he's just he doesn't believe that Tina would even write that text. We all knew that would come back to uh, get grey. Ho ho! And um, Linda decides she would like to rip out Sharon's eyelashes one by one. I was like, <laughs> but you know what? They're going to go and confront them. They're going to head over to the Mitchells. And uh, well, Mick had time to get a haircut, didn't he? I love that. Literally, like, it goes from being, like, he looks completely different from one scene to another. I loved it. <laughs> it's like Sharice just ran past him with, like, a buzz, with, like, a shaver. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if that's a way of doing COVID hairstyles. Yeah, like drive through haircuts. Yeah, it's like, just, just a bit off the sides, please, uh, Sharice. No problem. <laughs> 
just like runs past him, doing it. I can just see her running through the square. <laughs> oh, but she is. Run past as well and squirt some, like, you know, because hairdressers love doing that, don't they? Squirting lots of water on your hair. <laughs> Imagine I was shears for the hedges. <laughs> Off we <laughs> <Yeah>. go, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I love it as well because in all of this, like Sharon and Phil haven't even thought about what will happen when Shirley finds out. Oh. When Shirley finds out that they stitched Tina up, she will go like full on nuclear. I'm talking like Phil getting shot after marrying Sharon nuclear. Like, that's how much Shirley cares for her sister. She could kill someone for the for that. Oh, yeah, like, when Shirley's angry, I mean, look at last time. Come on, Phil. You don't yeah. want shot again. You've been shot enough times, love. I know, <laughs> she almost drowned Ben when he killed her best friend. Imagine what she's going to do when, like, she finds out that her sister's been flipping stitched up by you and you, the ex that she doesn't really like. <laughs> they, well, they chat about everything. Yeah. And... Phil decides to help the situation out and to keep this big secret that they'll get they'll get great help and Grail sort out the Tina mess and everything will be great. However, we all know what happened with that. So the question Yeah, I can't imagine she's gonna be like, but guess what, guys? Great <laughs> news. I found Tina. She's just come back from Spain. Isn't that right, Tina? He's just popping it out of like mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've just come back from Spain. <laughs> like honestly god what is like i love how great it's like yes i can lie through this it's phil mitchell come on he's gonna start question why you were not delivering the question and none of his answers add up or make any sense but <laughs> the one Italy. Tina, Italy. the one thing that they all questioned was fair enough italy but they also questioned spain Later, we find out that's exactly where she was headed. Yeah, she's going to Malaga. <laughs> she didn't know anyone in Spain. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that was the point, wasn't it? Like, she could escape. That is the point. <laughs> she didn't know anyone in, in Spain. She hated Italy. She hates Italian food. Like, I just love her. I just love the, like, the weird lies that he tells. Whitney finds a plane ticket. Tina hasn't gone. No, don't say. Ah. So he, he makes up another lie. It's a pretty bad lie. Doesn't really make sense yet again. It's probably going to come back and it's going to backfire. Um, And he's like, Whitney, she doesn't want to be found. You need to keep quiet. Tino's hurt that people around here would think she was capable of these things. She deliberately chose to cut herself off. And that will hurt Mick and Linda. So he burns the tickets. I love that Whitney literally bought that though as well. How did she fall for that? And so, with the evidence burning up, Sharon and Kathy's war for... Sharon and Kathy and Linda's war seems like it's going to continue into the future. Duh. Oh, Chelsea's going to Ibiza. Do, 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 do. Oh, she's gonna sell some drugs now. Da, 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 da. It's fabulous, have a beautiful rendition. Yes, um, Chelsea's uh, I know Ibiza for the holiday escape, isn't she? I love it because it is the funniest thing I've ever heard that a person who's 
literally on parole, <laughs> just gone out of jail, deserves a holiday in the sun. Oh, he's, ha- he's had a tough time. He's trying. He's trying. He's trying. Imagine she's like, yeah, Bobby, you have these tickets. No one no, no, no one else deserves them on this square other than you, hun. Like, <laughs> I love this idea that he's suffered. Chelsea, he did a prison sentence and it was shortened. It was shortened by quite a lot. Like, generally, when you're doing a prison sentence, you're there to be punished for something you've done, which is what he was there for. Like, <laughs> he was there because he'd murdered a bunch of people, threatened to murder even more. Like, he was crazy. <laughs> oh, but he's trying. But he's trying. He's trying. Thing is, though, Lucas sort of senses that this isn't uh, this isn't uh, a holiday that he's been took on. He senses something's up, and uh, he's starting to get a bit nervous, a bit anxious about just leaving the country with fake passports. Because yeah, he doesn't have a passport, love. Because. Happens to be a prisoner, like on <laughs> I love it because he's. I love it because he's saying like, um, "Well, I can't, I can't go because it's against my parole." Yeah, but you shouldn't be living on the square or going near Denise, and you're doing that. <laughs> you might as well head off on your holidays, love. And also, <laughs> when um, he's he knows that it's a, like he's going to be carrying drugs for her, and um. So he starts asking her about the villa and stuff. She's like, oh, I go there all the time. But although she goes there all the time, she knows nothing about the area, like, at all. Is there a church? Oh, I don't know. And Chelsea's not taking this whole idea that Lucas um, can't go on holiday. And she's just going to get those suitcases packed. And Denise drops a couple of hints like, well, I could do holidays, especially after that last year. And... Who are you going with? And isn't it weird that your friend owns a villa but can't own a suitcase? And Yeah, that is weird. It is. And uh, then she finds out it's Lucas, so she obviously storms over to... I love her. ...to fight for her place on that holiday <laughs> because, you know what? Denise should be going on it, not Denise him. Denise needs a break. <laughs> <laughs> I loved this bit so much when he goes... You seem angry with me, Denise. <laughs> and she's like, well, I, I don't know what you mean. Why Why would I be mad at you? Oh, yeah. Maybe it's because you're a murderer. Like, exactly. And you wormed your way in with my daughter. <laughs> the irony is she doesn't even realise it's actually the other way around. Her daughter's wormed her way in with her. <laughs> and I loved when Denise wants to go on the holiday. Oh, and, um, so good. Chelsea's trying to justify why she's took Lucas. Yeah. And uh, Denise goes, he didn't just forget your birthday. <laughs> like, she really has to remind people of what Lucas done. And Chelsea oh, yeah. goes, I know he's made some mistakes. <laughs> and Denise is like, he didn't forget your birthday. Like, <laughs> come on. I love it. It's like talking to Kathy. You know where Kathy's like, he's yeah, trying. He's trying. He's trying. Like, but Lucas willfully murdered a bunch of people. We can't get behind that. He hasn't made a few mis- a mistake. He's made more than a mistake. He's murdered someone. Murdered a few people. A few people. Chelsea's saying, well, I've got the paperwork sorted. It's all come through. Even Lucas is suspicious. Like, well, how would that happen over the, the afternoon? I've only just told you, like, I, I, I'm going to hold it. And um, 
well, why, why not take, why not take Denise? And Denise is like, I love her. Oh yeah, I would love to go on holiday. Uh, yeah, because Lucas says to me, like, yeah, why don't you take your mom? She deserves this more than me. And Denise is like, yeah, actually, Lucas is right. Take me instead. Love how she went from being like Auntie Lucas to like, you listen to your dad. Your dad's telling you the truth, yeah. Your dad knows what he's talking about. You take me on holiday because I desperately need to go on holiday. I could do with a nice, a nice holiday, bro. Come and on, Chelsea. Uh, she says she's already got the suitcase ready. Yeah, it's her suitcase. You can have it. See, it's like Destiny, Chelsea. Come on, take your mom. Take your own mom. And I love it because like, Chelsea is good. Listen, I don't want to go with you. He's <laughs> just like, well, you don't have to make your mind up just yet. <laughs> She's desperate for that flight now, Beaver. <laughs> Did you notice, because um, I think Lucas is living where Ruby used to live. How much bigger that looks now and nicer. Yeah, it's ginormous. It's, it's bizarre. It also looks much nicer as well. It also reminds me, I don't know if it's like styled after that old set piece, but like, does it not remind you of where Dr. May used to live? Because she even had like the whole, the same setup and stuff, you know, like the layout. It really yeah. reminds me of her, mm. of her, like, of her apartment. Denise heartbroken that she'll never get the holiday of her dreams. The holiday <laughs> she deserves. She just leaves leaves them to do what they're going to do. And Chelsea is, well, she's sorted. It really hasn't shown much. She's got some fake passports. And Lucas is he's a little bit nervous. He's a little bit nervous about flying out on fake passports. Well, I should hope so. But, like, you know, at the same time, Lucas, I would be shocked that a murderer was nervous about committing a crime. <laughs> like, it's not like criminality comes, it's, it's new to you. It's, it comes to you quite easily. And I it? love when Chelsea's like, well, loads of people do this. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, I flew out to Honolulu last year on a fake passport. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, loads of people do it. Yeah, criminals. <laughs> well, Chelsea pops out when Lucas is obviously not wanting to go. Probably not your best idea because, well, now he won't let her in. He's not opening the door. I think that plan of yours, Chelsea's kind of gone up in smoke. I guess who's a ringing? It's only the mistress. <laughs> Caleb, who only sounds gruff on the phone. It's really funny. When he was in the square, he was quite mild-mannered and, like, you know, yeah. had a soft-spoken voice. Um, but on here, he's really, really angry. It's like Phil Mitchell. Yeah. Like, I told you. I told you, bring this stuff. You should have been there hours ago. Like, also, can I just say, how late did they leave that? Because that gives me anxiety just thinking about that. How I know. late did they leave that travel? Well, to be fair, she... She, she was always going to miss the job anyway because she was going to leave late. Exactly. She wasn't, you've got to be there three hours before your flight, don't you? Exactly. That's what normal people do, Emma. That's what normal people <laughs> like me and you do. Where they're three, maybe five hours beforehand. They're just kind of, you know, perusing around the shops uh, for about five hours. And then uh, then then you get into the, the waiting area. Then then you, you wait some more and then you get on the flight. That's the only way to be sure you're never going to miss your flight. <laughs> and you still, for those however many hours, anxiously look at the board just yes. in case it pops Every up early. <laughs> you're able to have one meal and then you have to look at those boards. Yeah. That's literally the only thing you can do. She's banging on his door, she's banging on his door. And then she obviously found out that he's not coming. So she gets like, like a phone call from Caleb and he's like, listen. You're going to make it up to me anyway. Um, 
She's like, yes, anything. Thank you. I appreciate this. I know you would never do it for anyone else. I'm like, well, yeah, but Chelsea is probably going to do something horrific. Yeah. Surely you're aware <laughs> of that. Something sinister is coming your way. Meanwhile, Denise decides she's not going to have this. That should have been her holiday. And how spiteful. <laughs> how spiteful. <laughs> and how selfish of it, Lucas. And if he just gave her enough notice... She could exactly. have got. She could have had her suitcase ready. <laughs> She's got it ready right now. She would have been away with her. She could have got in that taxi and off the would go. And instead, someone who didn't even want it, someone ungrateful like Lucas, has just wasted that opportunity. And so she goes over and she has it out with Lucas. Probably not the best idea Denise has ever had since he is a convicted murderer. And he did uh, lock her in a basement. And almost killed her. Yeah. So, and yeah, he- and um, held a funeral. Yeah, yeah, and did hold a funeral. Yeah, yeah. Naturally, going over, giving him loads of grief. It results in Lucas getting very angry. I do love it as well because he's like feels so sorry for himself. He's pathetic. He's like, when you've got everyone hating you, when you've got nothing but hate. Well, Lucas, I'm not being funny, love. But everyone around here knows you and knows what you did, and you killed people. I think I think they'll. They'll be right to be annoyed with you or hate you. I just love it. I just, the insanity on this square. No one is bothered that there is a serial murderer walking around next to them. And Denise is so comfortable, comfortable with this. She has gone over and actually argued with a man who threatened to kill her, almost killed her, killed lots of other people. I mean, only the other week she was terrified and needed to stay with Jack. Now, <laughs> I know. now Jack. I was like, where's Raymond? He's in the bathroom. Right, I'll have to go with him then. Well, now, um, now Jack's gave him somewhere to stay, even though he was going to protect Denise. And now oh, Denise is just yeah. waltzing over to start arguments. Instead of arresting him for breaking his parole, Jack has basically given him a house. Like a flat. <laughs> 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 I just adore it, this whole thing. And then we get this really scary cut over where it's like shouting and bawling. And he gets really close. He's smashing all the he's smashing all the house. He's shouting and bawling. He's um, coming after Denise, and then just cuts at him like going for her. It's horrific. And then Vinny is on his way home, and he sees the door open and some blood. So he decides to go and investigate, and he goes and finds Jack, and him and Chelsea head over. Denise's necklace is there. They think Lucas has kidnapped her. And I love it because Jack blames Chelsea for this and bringing him into their lives. And I'm like, Jack, you literally housed him. You've housed him. <laughs> love it because he's like, I'm a copper. I'm a copper. But I don't <laughs> mind being corrupt to let my ex's ex-husband who's murdering people and also is on parole come live next to me. I think Lucas is way too obvious to have done anything. It's going to be... Of course. It's going to be our... Friend who likes to talk like this. It'll be that gruff, gruff speaking Caleb. <laughs> it's Caleb, yes. definitely. When, when you saw Denise, you know, when you saw her, like, like yeah. that in the corner, it just made me think of, like, you know, those horror films, like, so. I was expecting, like, a TV to come on and just be like, hello, Denise, would you like to play a little game? Like <laughs> That would be Caleb, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be him. This ominous voice. And, you know, because Jack's a, a copper... Obviously, he just goes and um, takes Lucas, puts him in the archers, and um, 
decides that he might give him a slapping Dan. Yeah. I loved it when Lucas was talking about that. And also, when they just shoved him in the... That, oh, I love it. Again, they put we, him in the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. We still don't know what it's called. All we the... still don't know what that is. Whatever <laughs> that thing is, tell me. The weird hole in the, the arches. And we don't know the actual no, technical remember name. Remember that podcast, like, right at the beginning where we were talking about him. We had no idea. Well, uh, what is that? <laughs> Still don't know, but he was just studying it, just talking to them. I love that. Yeah, it was great. What I love though is when Lucas mentions how you know his son was sm- uh, like he was like your boyfriend smacked my son over the head in here. I was like, yeah, Lucas. What you forgetting to mention is that poor Ben was bullied relentlessly by your son and then snapped after his dad gave him the wrong advice. How does Lucas um, know? That Ben and Callum are together. He hasn't seen that. Uh, that is strange as well. Yeah, he never knew that. Now he just does. Now he does. <laughs> but I love it as well because, like, bear in mind, Ben at the time was like what, like eleven, yeah, like ten, like no, no. But he doesn't. He believes people can change. He believes people can change apart from Ben. <laughs> Ben's I'm like, shut up, Lucas. Anyway, back to good cop, bad cop routine. And guess what? Jack is all of them. He is the good cop and the bad cop. One minute he's trying to appeal to Lucas, trying to keep him close. The next, he's beating him with a crowbar. And Callum's like, whoa, 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 no, no, we're not doing this. And he's like, you owe me. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's so, so easy for him to just flit back and forth yeah. from being a proper copper. Proper copper. Do you remember, I don't know if you do, yeah. um, when Jack would be like, you shouldn't be involved with the Mitchells. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be honest here, Jack. You're involved with Lucas. I think I'd rather be involved with Phil Mitchell. Yeah. But also, Jack's no, like Jack's just proven he is not like some saintly figure. Mm-hmm. Like he has just took a man without any evidence. Bear in mind, like obviously, I can understand why he thought that, but like he took him with no only evidence. The evidence yeah. that like the house was trashed and was threatening to kill him through torture if he doesn't tell him where Denise is. Yeah, I can see, can see that shining, shining light coming from him. He's, he's like a knight in shine armor, isn't he, Emma? <laughs> totally sinless, totally good. Not a bad bone in Jack's body, but he occasionally tortures people. And you know what? He, his big grudge is obviously when Phil took him with no evidence yes. and thought he was having the affair with Sharon. Yeah. And he's done exactly the same thing to Lucas. Yeah. Literally the exact same place as well. Yeah. So anyway, him and Callum are arguing and that's Lucas's chance to do a runner. Oh, that is just everything, that runner. When they, he just quite gets me, just like, just toss off and they're like, he's escaped! It was ridiculous! <laughs> and meanwhile, Chelsea's home and Kim's like, look, you need a break from searching for Denise. And Chelsea was like, the last time we saw each other, we had a row. And Kim delivers a wonderful, wonderful line. She says, Denise loves you more than anything. Well, apart from Libby and Raymond. (laughs) And the weekends with Denise locked in a room and a mysterious figure looking over her. Do you want to play a game? (laughs) (laughs) This week's Slapping Dan goes to... Jack. I mean, it had to go to Jack because, firstly, the man's a good cop. He's a proper copper. And then the next minute, he's corrupt. 
Then he's back to being a good cop. Then he's corrupt. Then he's torturing Lucas. Like, it's just... And he's torturing with no evidence. Like, no evidence. So he gave Lucas a house to stay in, but now he's torturing him with no evidence and blaming other people. And I'm like, well, you also part of this. You, you were like, well, I wasn't around and I didn't see what you'd done to you, so like, you know, you might have changed. Like, yeah. that wasn't that his reasoning. I was yeah, like, it was. that's not good I enough. Really that well. <laughs> Fairly certain you did know him. I okay. was like, I'm pretty sure you were there, Jack. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. Because you had the whole thing with Chelsea. Uh, yes. Yeah. That was awkward. Yeah. That's... Yeah, I didn't like that being brought up. That's also another reason why you get slapped down. Our hero this week is Honey. Yay! I mean, Honey deserves it this week because she finally just had it out with Billy and told him, listen, I'm not some object. I'm not some, like, you know, prize that you can win or that Jay can steal. I'm a human being with feelings and choices, and I've chosen Jay. And I was just like, yes, yes. Just flipping, give it to him. As Honey is our hero of the week, we will be rating out of Honey's. And we're going to give this week's episodes 4.5 honeys. I mean, it has to, doesn't it, Emma? We had it all. We had hilarious back and forth between Denise one and, and, and Lucas and Chelsea wanting this holiday, which was just <laughs> hysterical. Which is like, I could really use a holiday, you know? I could, come on, take me on holiday. And, like, it was just perfect. Then you also had the beautiful, like, like I'm not, a, I'm not hashtag Johnny by any means. We still think it's weird. But it was really nice to see how they handled that whole situation with the kids, like in a mature fashion. And also it was great to see Honey finally give it to Billy. I loved all the stuff with like Linda and Sharon because I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't mm. expecting Linda and Mick to find out and then go and confront them. And then obviously I loved the Lucas stuff, especially when he said, oh, are you angry with me, Denise? <laughs> I mean... It was even the delivery of the line. I just, I just loved it. It was a good week, and fantastic week. I'm excited to see how everything unfolds. Now it's time to play. You in my storyline? Yes, I am. It's basically like a game where you detect the lies. It's, it's one of those games where it's like two truths, one lie, and. All I need to do is find the lie. So I'm going to say, I'm going to put forth a few storylines and she has to tell me which one is the storyline and which one ain't. Let's begin. You may ask questions as well to ascertain further information, Emma, if you, you right. so choose. Okay. So, first storyline. Jay was not the first boy Phil and Billy practically fought over. Originally, Jamie was looked after by Billy who beat him before meeting Phil and getting told off for eyeing up his motor. Is this your storyline or is it not? Would you need some questions to ascertain? That is my storyline. Correct. Correct. Jay and Jamie were both sort of, not officially, but sort of adopted by both Billy and Phil. In fact, Billy was the guardian of Jamie. It was really odd. And then was beating him up. And then Phil basically was like, I like this kid. I'm going to adopt him instead. And took Jamie. <laughs> Just like Billy was left with no one. <laughs> On to your next storyline. 
Speaking of Jamie, he kissed Laura, Phil's ex, after Phil cheated on her with Mel. You may ask questions uh, on, you know, like further details about the the sort of affair if you so choose to ascertain whether it was real or whether it was not. That's not my storyline. <sighs> You've got it right. That ain't your storyline. <laughs> <laughs> that was a made-up one. <laughs> to make it really odd and, and confusing. Here's another one for Anna. Poisoning has been a big tradition on the square and one of the most infamous poisonings involved nasty nick and a shepherd's pie <laughs> is this your storyline this is my storyline correct he did he offered poison shepherd's pie to his man he did yes i remember that i love it because he has a short moment of like doubt and then decides nah we'll go along with it instead and so she like they do start eating it and that's all we've got time for this week. But tune in next week when we play You Ain't My Storyline again. <laughs> Have you seen this man? Ian Beale, 51. Albert Square, owner of the Queen Vic, Walford East and the Chip Shop. Anyone who's seen this man, please report to Cathy's Caff, where you will be rewarded handsomely with a Cathy's Cafe travel mug. No rewards in money, because he still owes Max Branning. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night.